ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 342nd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are set to open the exhibition season on Friday night against the Detroit Lions, a team they've played twice in the last two seasons. But, you know, they're a little bit different now. So today what we're going to do is preview the upcoming exhibition game with the Detroit Lions. You have Coach Dan Campbell in his second year, and they have Brad Holmes as their general manager. They took over the same time as uh, Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith for the Atlanta Falcons. So these two rebuilding teams will meet on the field on Friday night, and they've already agreed to run their starters out there. And Coach Campbell said he wants to see his for at least a quarter, depending on how things go. So let's get right into the um, Bowtie Chronicles podcast. We thank you all for listening and downloading on uh, all of the uh, various apps, you know, Apple, uh, Spotify, and uh, all your other places that you can get the podcast at. So we're going to, uh, we have our first question that I asked Arthur Smith is what he wants to see on Friday against the Detroit Lions. See these guys come out here and execute uh, against a different team scheme, you know, uh, things you try to simulate in practice that you can't simulate in the games. You know, the, the liveness of the, of the pocket, the quarterback, um, you know, tackling, all the stuff you want to see. There it is. Um, you know, they've been going at it. I think I, I lost track of the days, 10, 12, uh, in training camp. It's week two of training camp. They don't hit anymore. Uh, there's no tackling. You know, they run through the holes. They tag. The people keep running. You know, there's a little pop. But Coach wants to see some of the stuff that, you know, translates to football, and he's going to get to see that in the game for the first time on Friday night. So, you know, these guys are great running around. Uh, you know, when they know they're not going to get tackled, you know, you're not going to get punched in the mouth. Uh, you know, how are they going to uh, react when, you know, somebody's really trying to take their head off? So, uh, you know, that's what he wants to see, and he's going to do a good job of judging that this year and this offseason. That's why they added up. They loaded up on a couple areas, going to play Detroit, coming home, going to New York next week, practice against the Jets on Saturday, then play the Jets on Monday night, and they're, I think, their only national television appearance of the year. Same thing, come back. Then they're going to play Jacksonville the following Saturday on the 27th, but they're going to scrimmage against them during the week. So there's going to be some live bullets here in the next uh, few days uh, from the 12th through the 27th. That's a 15-day period. We're going to know a whole lot more about this team by then. That's why I've been kind of reserving, you know, um, you know, I don't see, do no play-by-play or no 7-on-7 seven seven stats when, you know, nobody's trying to take the guy's head off. I really can't tell anything about the team that way. 
yeah, they look good. They know what the play is. They're running it, you know. But now you got somebody, you got some resistance. And we know that football is a game of resistance. And that's what Coach Smith's talking about here. Uh, he's going to get to see these guys probably about 90 plays overall, probably 15 of the starters if they get a long drive going. Uh, maybe you get to see your offense for 12, 15 plays, your defense 12, 15 plays. You really want to see your defense only like four plays, you know, maybe eight. You know, you want three, two, three and outs and, and get out of there. But uh, offense, you want to see maybe 10 to 15 plays. And that, I get that from Coach Mike Smith. That's how they used to want to come out in the first exhibition game. If Matt Ryan and them went out and drove down the field and scored, they were done. Uh, if they didn't, they went back <laughs> and tried to score the second time. So we'll see, you know, how Coach Smith approaches it. He's got, uh, you know, get the quarterback ready to play. He's got a new system. It's not new, but it's new for, for, for when Marcus is going to be a new spin on it and so forth. So it's going to be interesting to see how long he goes. He hasn't tipped his hand uh, on how the quarterback rotation is going to go. But Mariota and Ritter have gotten all the snaps. And then Frank's got a little bit today just in case he can mop it up. So he's probably leaning towards Marcus for a half and Ritter for a half or at least going into the second quarter with Mariota, uh, unless they're going to give uh, Ritter the whole second and third quarter. So we're going to see how the quarterback rotation breaks down. Now, for the veterans, Gray Jarrett's excited about playing. <laughs> they didn't play him at all last year. They put him in bubble wrap, got to the Philly game, and got kicked upside the head, 32-6. So here's how Grady Jarrett thinks about how the veterans – want to get ready for this first exhibition game yeah um just get ready to get ready for the season and go out there and compete and you know make sure everything tuned up fired up ready to go by the time week one come and um you know so i'm excited to be able to just get back playing some football are you welcoming the fact that coach said hey everybody's healthy we're gonna play as absolutely to, you know the other absolutely absolutely without doubt i'm super excited about that and um you know uh I mean, that's what we signed up to do, play football, you know? And uh, so that's that's a super exciting part. Get out there, get some competition in, and uh, see where you at, and get yourself, your body tuned, ready to go. Yeah, that's right. We want to see some football, none of this tagging stuff. Somebody got in trouble today. Uh, Drake London came across the middle, and 59 kind of bumped him. He didn't really even get him a good Willie Moore hit in there, but nobody overreacted. But I was like, oh, we're not used to seeing people getting hit. And he, that was one of the plays today. So, Grady, what is his advice to the younger players on how to handle these games? Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. You, do, you definitely want to go out there and represent anytime you have the opportunity to play um, a game in the NFL because you're not only playing for the team you're playing for or the team you're going against. You're playing against for all 32 teams in the NFL, you know. Um, there's only a couple, I mean, a limited amount of roster spots for everybody on the roster. But, I mean, you go out there, you know, so so you're a baller. I mean, you, you make a name for yourself. You know, you're everybody individual contractor at this league. You know what I'm saying? So go out there. If you're worried about being tired, being this, this, and that, your mind in the wrong place. You know, you got to worry about, you know, playing the game that you love, making big plays when they're there, and uh, just go out there and have fun. You know, it could be um, – I remember my first preseason game, and it is a little, you know, like a little – I don't want to say overwhelming, but it's kind of like a, you know, your heart being like, I'm on, I'm on the NFL field playing. But uh, once that go, you know, you play the game that you've always been playing. And uh, that's, that's the, kind of my message to them. Just go out there and have fun. And, um, and, you know, I go out there and do my part and, you know, set the example for them how to do it and maybe they follow up. 
Yeah, that's some great advice from Grady to the younger players. I know over the um, the years in the trenches, it's always been a little hard to evaluate, but um, some of the big ones over time, you know, Victor Cruz for the Giants, he just catching everything in the exhibition season. They end up making a team coming out of UMass. Michael Turner was crushing it behind LT out in San Diego, and he wasn't going to play a lot, but, you know, in the exhibition season, he was doing his thing. Of course, uh, when he gets to be a free agent, you know, the Falcons swoop in and turn him into a, um, a A-back. So that was one that jumped out. And then the one locally, we were, me and Cunningham were in the press box, and we kept saying, tackle by, or kept hearing, tackle by Paul Warlow. Tackled by Paul Warlow. We started looking up. Oh, he's from Delaware. He was this. It was like we, we started researching Paul Warlow because that was going to be our guy to do the story on. And, uh, you know, so you got to watch these exhibition games to the end. Uh, last year was Dorian Etheridge. He started balling. Out. I was like, whoa. Uh, you know, he's getting to the ball. Somebody's got to get to the ball. And, uh, you know, he made the practice squad. He's back in camp now. So, you know, there's a lot to, to learn in these uh, exhibition games where the tackling is real couple things before we move on. We had uh, Bill Polian at practice today. Uh, he's the Hall of Famer, seven-time NFL executive. He, I talked to him for, for a couple things. Wow, he really likes Kyle Pitts. If so much so, I'm saving it to our special section. But he really likes Tyler Algier, too, and I heard him talk about that on the radio coming home. He's like, hey, he asked Arthur uh, Smith, does he have enough burst to be you know, that type of um, downhill back. Everybody thinks he can do it short yardage-wise uh, and so forth. But he really likes Tyler Algier as a running back. And, you know, Bill Polian is, was one of the best execs in the league for a long, long, long time. Built those Buffalo Bill dynasties and the, the Colts and Carolina. Carolina got them to the Super Bowl coming out of expansion. So Bill Polian's doing his radio, and it's always a pleasure to chat with him. He always gives us some insight to share with you all, and we're going to do that with, uh, you know, we did that today with Tyler Algier. That's a kid he likes a lot, and uh, some good Kyle Pitts comparisons for you later on. One of the issues is left guard for the Atlanta Falcons. Jalen Mayfield is working with the second team offense, so he's due to get a lot of action against the Lions. He's playing behind Elijah Wilkerson, who's been running with the first team offensive line. Coach Smith was asked about Jalen Mayfield's status. Yeah, just assessing it. Yeah, it was good to have him back out there. You never know those things, and we'll continue to assess to see if he's uh, healthy enough to play Friday night. This one will probably be, let's assess, you know, we're going to get back after tomorrow. We'll be in pads tomorrow and Wednesday and grind it pretty good here with some training camp practices, and so we'll see how it responds. He was out there again today. Looked like he got in two good days. Tomorrow will be the big key with a lower back thing. Uh, they got pads again on Wednesday. We'll see uh, if he's going to be able to go Friday night against the Lions. So, you know, a um, couple guys that, you know, below the radar uh, players running at H-back tight end, Parker Hesse and Tucker Fiss. So we check with Coach Smith to see how those guys are doing. Fun guys to coach. Parker, Parker's doing well. Tucker, um, excited to see him compete Friday night. All right, those will be key guys. Uh, 41 and 43, you'll see them in move situations, lead blocking situations. They may even get a pass or two thrown their way. 
So let's uh, go to the Lions, do a little bit of preview work on them. For the exhibition games, you want to know who the draft picks are and how they did. Of course, the Lions took Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan, the uh, defensive end pass rusher. They took Jamison Williams, the wide receiver out of Alabama. He's hurt, so they're playing a long game with him and uh, getting him back from the knee injury. Uh, that he suffered against Georgia in, I think, the playoff game. Safety, Kirby Joseph from Illinois, big hitter. James Mitchell, tight end from Virginia Tech. Uh, Malcolm Rodriguez, a linebacker from Oklahoma State. He's pushing for for a job there. He might beat out Anzalone. Uh, James Houston from Jackson State, one of the HBCU players drafted. And then cornerback Chase Lucas from Arizona State. You know, the Lions been playing tough. Uh, they have a long list of other undrafted guys. Nobody from the South here that I see that we all, um, well, Jermaine Waller, who's since retired from Virginia Tech. That's one. You got a couple Appalachian State kids, Corey Sutton, wide receiver, then defensive lineman Demetrius Taylor from Appalachian State. One of their big signings this offseason was Wide receiver DJ Chart. He's uh, doing pretty good. Looks like a wise investment for the Lions two weeks into training camp. And the big thing today was, uh, you know, the Lions on hard knocks. So maybe we'll see um, not this Thursday night, but next Thursday night when they, uh, you know, go to hard knocks. Campbell is giving them free reign. He's not trying to script things and have a fight or have a parade or something like, you know, like when the Falcons were on there, they had had some scripted stuff he's like letting them do their thing and one thing that happened already we can probably see this thursday night is uh jamal williams gave um you know a speech to the team he starts crying he's showing that he cares a lot uh the clip immediately went viral as they're trying to uh, pump up the hard knocks. The shows have been pretty hard to watch the last couple of years. Uh, I used to like get home from practice and devour it, but now it's not it has not turned into must-see TV. So maybe the Lions could bring back the ratings for hard knocks. But um, here is a quote from Williams. I'm going to let y'all know, man, today is the minimum of effort. Do not give up. Do not feel like you're tired. Were you tired? Think of last year and think of that f-ing record. Every time I get tired or I think I can't go no more, I think of that record. Last year wasn't it. That ain't us. We can make it. Have some heart. I get emotional about this. I'm about to cry because I care about y'all. Do your best. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. So there you go. We'll see how emotional that gets. If that gets the Lions moving, maybe they come out. That's good. You know, teams on the on the bottom, they're trying to come up just like the Falcons. So some of the little things are important. If that's what it takes to get you going, uh, thinking about the record from last year, then go ahead and do that. So with that, we're going to take a break. This is the Bowtie Chronicles podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach. An air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor. 
But I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. All right, we're back. This is D. Orlando Letbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. We are really excited, almost too much excited for an exhibition game. But, hey, it's the first one. We get to see some real live tackling. You know, we get to see the passing attack. Can they hit the passes? Uh, you know, they got to run the ball. If I'm if I'm Arthur Smith, I, I got, I'm running 20 straight running plays. I want to see if they could run. We work on the passing game later. But, yeah, uh, 31st in the league running the ball, that's not going to get it. And if this team's going to be any good this year, they got to run the ball. And they got to stop the run. So that's going to, you know, be what I'm looking for is how they run the ball. I don't want to count no quarterback scrambles. Well, I might because, you know, they're mobile now. So we'll see. But that's what I want to see. Can you run the football against a pretty good front? Can you stop the run? Should be some pretty good running backs out there. Jamal's fired up. Jamal Williams, the old Packer guy's fired up. And, uh, you know, DeAndre Swift, we know what he can do. I want to see can this defense stop the run. Because if you don't stop the run, it's going to be a long season. So that's where we're going to be focusing on here with the new linebackers and all that entails and stopping the run. So, um, you know, special teams, offense, defense, special teams. So we always listen and talk to the special teamers. So uh, we had a chance to catch up with new Falcons punter, Bradley Pinion. Hey, how's it been going? Were you happy when they called and all that? Absolutely happy, yeah. We were, uh, as soon as I kind of knew that I was going to get cut in Tampa, mm-hmm. um, it was one of those situations where Atlanta was my top choice, honestly. Um, it's only about an hour and a half, hour and a half from where I live in the off season. So dream come true to play this close to Clemson. I live just outside of Clemson, so this oh. close to home. Um, so, I mean, it was a... Couldn't couldn't have couldn't have been a better circumstance, honestly. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, how, the punters, uh, you, um, how do y'all you know kind of you know try to prepare so you peak on the season starts? Yeah, you kind of just got to get the reps in. Um, I love live reps, so getting those live reps in is huge. Um, kind of getting back used to a rush coming at you. Um, just getting used to the kind of the flow of a game. Um, preseason games are always nice, and then just kind of getting to know the guys in the special teams room. Um, we got a great room with Koo, Liam, Bo, and Seth. I mean, it's just such a good room. Some veteran presence. There's still some young guys to keep us young, and um, it's just awesome. Um, how was it winning the Super Bowl? It was weird because that was the yeah. pandemic year. Everybody was watching at home. Yeah, no. What was it like uh, during that uh, Super Bowl run? It was awesome. Um, we kind of knew when Tom came in down in Tampa that year. We had a shot, mm-hmm. um, and it was just – First time ever going to the playoffs and winning a Super Bowl, so it was a different transition. Everybody said you catch that second win, and it's 100% true. You get that second win, and you just grind it out. Um, at that point, it's just like the next snap counts, next game counts. You can't kind of get to forget about the next one. It doesn't matter about your record at that point. You just got to win. Um, so you got to do any, anything and everything you can to win. What's your specialty? Directional pun hang time? Or I like to call myself a jack of all trades. Yeah, a little bit of do it all, kick off. Uh, Kuda doesn't know it yet, but I'm here to take his field goal job. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, just a jack of all trades. The more you can do, um, the more you, the longer you'll stay around. So mm-hmm. I try to do a little bit of it all. All right, Bradley Pinion, he's going to get the uh, punting job. 
They do have Steph Vernon, a, a rookie in camp, undrafted rookie from Portland State, had an interesting story, and you could find his story on AJC.com. Google Seth Vernon, AJC.com. And he was a wide receiver in high school and college. Uh, played Also played strong safety, but somehow ended up punting and was good enough to punt his way into an NFL camp. So special teams are important, and we looked at the punters this week. Everybody know about the kicker, and we'll look at the long snappers later. We haven't gotten – things haven't slowed down that much in training camp, but we'll – We'll make sure we find out who the replacement for Josh Harris is for you. It's Liam McCullen right now. Bo Brinkley's on IR, but he's the veteran and believed to be the preferred snapper of choice. So let's get back to the Lions here, and then we're going to wrap up with some sound from Grady Jarrett about his former mentor and coach. But some of the things we want to look for in this game early, of course, is DeAndre Swift. I already went on my run, stopping the run rant. And I want to see what they do with him. I'm sure the Lions will try to – they're going to play the starters. They're going to probably give Swift the ball. I would think he's such a big part of what they have to do. You know, Jared Goff's the quarterback. Now, also, watching early, get there early, 6 o'clock. I don't know how you get home for a 6 o'clock game, but get home early because uh, one of the big things with the Falcons is the defensive front. Okay, and they're going to be playing against a pretty good offensive line. Uh, Ragnall is back. He's considered one of the top centers in the game. So we'll see what the 3-4 will hold up against him. And then they got Decker back at left tackle and they and Panay Sowell. Y'all remember him. He was the guy a lot of people wanted the Falcons to draft. They moved him over to right tackle. So they got an all-pro center, pro bow left tackle, and a Top one of the top young tackles playing at right tackle. So, can the Falcons get to the quarterback? They're gonna have some pretty good competition. I expect that to be Audio Gundajay going against Soul, then Lorenzo Carter and Decker. Anthony Rush will be dealing with Ragnar, who's just a beast of a man. If you like center play, he's your guy. So that's gonna be a good test for the Falcons up front. And uh, on the defensive side of the ball, hey, y'all remember Charles Harris? He was here, ended up getting double-digit sacks last year and got him a contract with the Lions. So that'll get Jake Matthews to get some work over there, and um, maybe they'll flip him over to Caleb McGarry to get him some work also. So those are some of the things to watch earlier in that game. And, you know, late in the game, it's, you know, just see who jumps out at you. You know, we talked about that earlier uh, it could be a UDF. My guy that um, has been jumping out of practice is Stanley Berryhill, the wide receiver. Uh, we'll see if he gets uh, gets a shot here in this game. Want to see what he can do defensively. Uh, the land, Nate Landman, the linebackers looked good. He might be a guy that jumps out at you. But yeah, once these top line guys get out, watch for whoever jumps out at you. Or the, who's ever making plays. I was at the Jacksonville game, Jacksonville and the Raiders on a Thursday night in Canton, and uh, Nate Cottrell got him a touchdown pass and a conversion. I was like, wait a minute, I know that name. Hold up. Oh, yeah, the Georgia Tech kid who's stuck in the league as a UDF. Uh, so he's making himself valuable uh, for Jacksonville, and we'll see him in, in a, a couple weeks here too so a couple other things on the Lions last year was that game um the Falcons won 20 to 16 
on December the 26th. That was they needed the interception from Fourier Ulicon to preserve the victory. So, and then the year before, of course, was the Todd Gurley fall down game where he didn't fall down. <laughs> And they he scored a touchdown, and then Stafford came right down and won the game. So those have been the last two meetings between the Lions and the Falcons. They've played some classics. we got the Golden Tate 15-second uh, runoff game. Uh, it's been some good matchups. And then before that, the, the Namakan Sioux stepping on Matt Ryan's ankle game. So, yeah, the Falcons and the Lions don't play much, but when they do, uh, something weird happens. So uh, a couple other things up there. You know, they got Jared Goff. They got a backup quarterback issue and a kicker battle. So be looking for the kickers and be looking for them to get Jared Goff out of there and then to see who they have as a backup quarterback. Now, um, the other day uh, we, you know, were in Canton to see Bryant Young get inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, along with Richard Sherman from Georgia. He still lives in town uh, in Swanee uh, and his family. Uh, they flew back, and um, he was on the plane, same plane with uh, Scott Pioli was on the plane, too. But, yeah, those were two of the, the guys uh, that went into the Hall of Fame. I should have asked Grady this before I went. I could have put it in the, the pre preview stories. But, anyway, it was good enough for a note. Um, from 17 to 19, the defensive line coach of the Atlanta Falcons was none other than Bryant Young, who wore 97. And, you know, Grady wears 97. And Grady becomes a, a pro bowler under Bryant Young's tutelage. I didn't put that together till the other day. I should have had that in my notepad way before then. But anyway, that's how it worked this time. You know, Grady was drafted uh, in 15, 16 in 17, he played for uh, Bryant Young, uh, Bryant Cox, I'm sorry. And then um, Coach Young comes in to coach the D-line, and, and Grady takes off, becomes a pro bowler. Been the two pro bowlers, should have been two, should have been three. Last year was just tough playing in this 3-4 uh, for him to get there, but um, he's not making any excuses. So we did ask Grady about what he learned when he was coached by Brian Young, who went into the Hall of Fame this weekend. Yeah, without a doubt. So, man, you know, first of all, man, congrats. Man, I definitely was an honor to be able to be coached by Coach Young, and I'm super happy for him being in the Hall of Fame, well-deserved. And uh, he was somebody that I'm super happy that I got to spend some, some time with, a lot of time with. And um, we, grow, we um, grew a relationship, you know, that was much deeper than football. And, uh, so he definitely motivates me with him being, obviously, a Hall of Fame player, but then just telling me, some tips and things to think about as a player, you know, just being, being aggressive and just my routine throughout the week. And um, he was just helped me talk through how to, how do I handle the week um, as well too, because during a time where he was coaching me, I was in like a, you know, like third year, you know, third, fourth year. And it was um, important for me to, you know, take that next step. And he was somebody who helped me get there, you know? And um, so, you know, calling the OG 97, man. So, you know, he, he always messed with me, 09797. So he always told me he was proud of how I represent the number and stuff like that. So that made me feel good. And uh, I was super, super excited for him and his family and uh, had a wonderful um, speech and just motivated. And, uh, you know, just somebody, just, just a good dude, man, but straight dog competitor, man, and just somebody who really showed, you know, no excuses, you know. Whatever life may throw at you, you got to keep going, you know, keep motivating, keep working, you know through injuries and losses. I mean, he's just somebody that you could just learn from in so many different ways. 
All right, that's what Grady had to say about Brian Young. 14 seasons in the league for the San Francisco 49ers, one of the top uh, tackles during his era. And before we get out of here, we you know one of the big issues Friday night will be uh, Marcus Mariota, Falcons quarterback, ready for his return to the spotlight. That story is on AJC.com. You can go uh, for our subscribers and read that. Just wanted to share with you uh, one quote from Marcus about returning to action here. He's uh, Somebody's counting on him again. He's a former number two overall pick in 2015. Y'all know the story. Didn't um, work out so well in Tennessee. Got benched. Signed with the Raiders. Falcons go after Deshaun. Watson can't sign him. Trade Matt Ryan. Sign Marcus Mariota. He's getting ready to start on Friday night and try to revive his career here with the Atlanta Falcons. No, I'm excited. I'm excited. And, and for me personally, you know, it's it'll be fun just to get back out there, call plays. He's only thrown uh, nine passes in the last two years with the Raiders. You know, feel game-like situations again. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing some of these young guys go out there and make plays, and it'll be a great, great opportunity for us. Well, it's going to be a great opportunity for him also. So we're going to see what Marcus Mariota uh, can do. Coach Smith's calling the play, so he's going to call him to Marcus's strength. Going to try to uh, fashion an offense around him that he can function in and that he can work, and they've been working at it. And we'll get our first look at that on Friday night against the Detroit Lions. So with that, we're going to say take care and have a great rest of your week. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.